For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hey there, thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and for business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today's show is going to be super exciting. Got a cool app that I want to introduce, or plug in, I should say, for bloggers. And then later today, I'm going to be joined by Mari Smith, my very good friend and the queen of Facebook. She's going to be talking about Facebook mobile and Facebook advertising with me. So we've got a really, really incredible show for you today. Here's a path worth treading. If you're thinking about getting into podcasting, I want to give a shout out to Cliff Ravenscraft. Cliff Ravenscraft, if you don't know who he is, he's known as the Podcast Answer Man. And he is the guy you want to go to if you want to learn how to put on a killer show. Cliff is someone I hired to help me put together this entire production. And I just want to encourage you, if you're thinking about getting into podcast podcasting, to make sure to check out Cliff Ravenscraft. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show, Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app, and happy listening. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. So in the show, I'm going to be sharing tips with you, and my first tip on this particular show is for bloggers. Now, if you're a blogger, chances are pretty good you're using WordPress. Now, imagine this nightmare scenario which happened to me. One day, uh, you wake up and you find out that your blog has been hacked and every single article has disappeared. Would you freak out? I know I did. (laughs) Thank God I had backups. But, um, you know, after that happened to me, which was a while ago, I didn't really do anything about it. And then I started reading about other people that have had problems with their blogs and I finally decided, all right. In our case, Social Media Examiner has gotten a huge following. It would be absolutely disastrous if someone was able to hack into our account and take it over. So I did a little research probably over a year ago, and I found two plugins that I want to recommend to you. The first one is called Secure WP, and WP stands for WordPress. And the second one is called WSD, W. Sam David Security, WSD Security. Now, these two plugins should be used collaboratively on your WordPress blog 
They give you massive security and they're not super technical or very difficult to use. I'm just going to share three of the things that these apps do uh, and, you know, different, different one of these two plugins do different things. But one of the cool things that one of the apps does is it has a password generator. This thing generates super secure passwords that there's no way anybody in their right mind would ever guess. If you have any people that are administrators on your account in, in addition to you, and those administrators have full access to your account, you want to make sure to change those passwords using a secure password generator. And, secu- and these, these plugins have that thing built in. Now, the second thing is a lot of hackers use systems that are smart. And they will go out there and they will take a look at what version of WordPress you have. And they will try to exploit some of the challenges that might be with those particular versions of WordPress. So what's really cool about these plugins is they completely eliminate the version of WordPress from all the code that you're using, which makes it very difficult for these automated systems to do any attacks. But the third thing that I think is really brilliant is when you try to log in with WordPress and you put in an incorrect password, it almost always generates a response. And that response is some kind of text that's up on the screen. Well, these systems, these automated systems that try to attack you, watch for that response to know that they've incorrectly put a password in. So these plugins remove that response completely. Instead, they jingle or shake the registration thing, which sends a piece of feedback to you as a human being that, hey, you've got the wrong password. A machine would never recognize that. That's part of the reason. These are just three simple little reasons why you want to go ahead and use this cool plugin. Okay, so I just want to transition and set the stage for the interview with Mari Smith that's coming up in just a second here. Just to give you a little background on Mari, I have known Mari way since the beginning of my days in social media. We we met back in 2008 before I even started Social Media Examiner. And back then, she was really way ahead of everyone else that I knew, constantly staying up on top of all the greatest uh, techniques and tips with Facebook. She's gone on to uh, write two books, and she is now known as the world's leading authority on Facebook. So without any further delay, I'd like to go ahead and move over to that interview. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. I am so excited to be joined today by the one and only Mari Smith. She's the author of two books, the new relationship marketing and Facebook marketing an hour a day with Chris Treadaway. Mari, how are you doing today? Outstanding. I'm thrilled to be here, Mike, and I'm very much looking forward to this today. So I want to talk to you a little bit about, obviously, your sweet spot, which is Facebook, but I also want to dig a little deep into two different things, uh, mobile and advertising. So what I'd like to do in the first part of this interview is talk about mobile, but first I've got some some interesting statistics that I pulled off of Facebook's website, and this is pretty shocking. 488 million people are using Facebook mobile every single month. That is bigger than the entire population of the United States, and even more interesting, 300 million photos are uploaded every day to Facebook. Now, if you're like me, you're probably pulling out your iPhone, taking a picture, and uploading it to Facebook. What? These are staggering numbers, don't you agree, Mari? 
Oh, it's incredible. It definitely is. Yes. Getting very close to a billion members. So, I mean, and the fact that so many people are carrying around Facebook with them Mm -hmm. in their pocket and they're checking Facebook when they're at a stoplight, uh, they're checking Facebook when they're stuck in a line to get coffee, they're doing it almost everywhere. Tell me, in your opinion, why and how important are mobile users to Facebook? Oh, it's absolutely critical. And some of those stats you were just reading off, I mean, half of the nearly 1 billion active users use Facebook through their mobile device, and they're actually twice as active. And for that very reason you just cited, because, you know, you got your mobile phone in your, your pocket or your purse for us women or your hand constantly, you might leave your house without all kinds of things, but you're never going to leave your house without your phone. And so it's just this constant connection that the users have to their circle of friends and what's happening. So that's just wonderful news for businesses, for marketers. The more you can get your business in front of these people who are staring at this little screen all day, every day, the better. And, you know, I mean, because marketing has really shifted from, um, you know, trying to get your message in front of people during certain times to just becoming like an integral part of their social experience, right? So like the ads are coming through the news feed. It's not even obvious that they're ads on the mobile phones and the mobile app. Interesting. Well, I just know from my own personal use that when I put an update out on Facebook and then I need to leave, like let's say I'm at my office right now and I need to leave, I will pull out my iPhone, pull up the Facebook app and just kind of check it every couple minutes to see if anybody's replied yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. In fact, um, there I just was reading a study not long ago that shows that Facebook's mobile ad click-through rate is actually four times higher than Twitter's. So wow, that's um, crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. before we get into the ad side of things, I just want to—I do want to ask you a little bit about the Instagram purchase. Oh yeah. Um, I know that Facebook purchased Instagram. I'm not an Instagram user, uh, but I know a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. And then I also know they came out with the Facebook camera. What kind of an opportunity does the Instagram, Facebook camera side of things bring to marketers? And why do you think Facebook acquired Instagram? Well, first of all, they acquired Instagram because Facebook's weak spot is mobile and has been for quite some time. They just always seem to be behind the eight ball in terms of developing a really robust app that's solid that, you know, for the amount of use that it gets, it's, it, they've really just been behind in, in making vast improvements to it. So, you know, you got Instagram, which is a mobile only. They, they just really have no presence online. Um, and so, when you know, 50 million users, that's a nice acquisition for Facebook. Facebook. I think they vastly overpaid for it, but it was kind of a, a positioning play where they wanted to basically say to the marketplace, look, we are serious about mobile. We're serious about this particular company. They obviously did their research and Instagram was a, a tremendous buy for them. What's very interesting, exciting to me, Mike, is that so Instagram is like is a solely a mobile app. And just recently I was reading that Instagram.com is not a site. You can't like view photos there. You have to view photos through one of the Instagram approved partners, if you will. But Facebook might well be rolling out some Instagram.com profiles where you can share your Instagram photos on the web through the mobile app. So I think, yeah, yeah, it could be a whole other, yeah, another social network, probably not unlike Pinterest because it's all visual, you know. Mm. Talk to me a little bit about 
Facebook camera and what is what is that exactly? Well, the app, the Facebook camera app? Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I have long paid attention to the rumors that Facebook will be coming out with their own smartphone. And Facebook have vehemently denied that for years. But I could totally see now, bearing in mind that Steve Jobs was a mentor for Mark and very fond of one another. And I, I just think we can't always believe, you know, what Facebook and what Mark's putting out there that, oh, no, 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 we're not working on this. Well, they could be taking a leaf out of Apple's book and working on something right now. Uh, who knows? It could be a face phone or F phone, a small F and capital P, you know, F phone. And they're they're going to have F apps on it. Could you imagine that? It's like a whole other new developer marketplace if you had these mobile apps for this Facebook mobile phone. It's perfectly feasible. Well, it doesn't sound like they're doing anything all that far stretched from what Google's been doing, right? I mean, if yeah, you think about it, Google, mm-hmm. yeah, Google with the Android and the operating system and, and all the other things like the maps, Yeah, it seems like Facebook and Google are perhaps set up for um, a bit of a big challenge, not just on the social network, but even beyond. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Well, I totally agree because we were having this conversation about mobile and mobile's where it's at. I mean, the, the statistics are astounding. I mean, the other day I was reading something about um, at some point there's going to be more mobile phone subscriptions than there are people on the planet, which obviously means that people have more than one. Wow. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just like we have our whole life in our hand. So many things you can do with your email and check in with friends and anything, the news you want, all the apps. I mean, you know, if you check your iPhone or whatever smartphone you have, you probably have significantly more apps now than you did this time last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like it's just only going to grow and it's just a wonderful thing for how we can be so connected through these mobile devices. So I think absolutely Facebook has to stay on their toes and be thinking about possibly venturing into the hardware market and not, you know, just being a software company. You know, with um and that's a very good point, considering that Apple is beginning to integrate Twitter into its operating system. Correct, yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Facebook can't broker a deal with Apple or Google, then they maybe they, w- they will come out with their own something. Yeah. Now, um, the app itself, if, if, if there's nearly half a billion people mm-hmm. that are using mobile Facebook, why in the world can't these guys get that app thing figured out? I mean, it seems to me as if it's so buggy. I mean, is it just me or are you also experiencing relatively limited feature set on the mobile app and for example you can't even share something on the mobile app correct well i gotta tell you that mobile app drives me bonkers to the point that even with the latest update i stay away from it and i use facebook in safari on my iphone my ipad i just pull Mm. up the safari browser and i use facebook that way and it loads so much faster so i just haven't got time to wait for the for it to load and so it does seem a little buggy to be fair, you know, Facebook's put a little bit of attention on it. Like they brought out, in addition to some of the other, you know, the app, the camera app, like you're mentioning, they have the Facebook Page Manager app, which is really cool. I find that very fast and easy to use. Tell us, um, tell us a little bit about that for people that aren't familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, you would just get it's called Facebook Page Manager, and it's a great way, especially if you have multiple pages to manage. But whether you have one or more, it's a great way as a business owner and entrepreneur to be able to, you know, have access to your page on the fly and quickly moderate and post content and reply to comments 
And now one of the features that Facebook's added in is the ability to at tag through the mobile app. So that's nice. Interesting. But um, I 100% concur with the biggest feature that's missing right now is share because that's what that's what creates that virality, the you know the word of mouth marketing on steroids, that ability to share and create the viral impact, and it's not on mobile. So it's half a billion people a day can't share content, and it's just, you know, It's not only that, but it's also kind of confusing on the mobile app when someone updates something. Mm -hmm. It seems like if it's uh, queued up an old version, you don't see it, and you almost have to, like, go back and and back Mm -hmm. to your profile and then kind of click through to see the new comments. It's extremely frustrating. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um... Let's talk about the marketing implications and maybe some marketing tips for for businesses and marketers that are listening right now that are probably acknowledging that they have a lot of their customers and prospects out and about walking around with Facebook and their, you know, on, on their body. What are some tips that you would give to marketers to somehow engage or treat differently the mobile user or maybe encourage that mobile user to to do something when they're out and about that, that might benefit the business. Do you have any tips or suggestions? You betcha. Well, it's all about content. And, you know, when you pull up the mobile app or like I do with the Safari, you're almost always going to default to the news feed. Right. And so what people are, you know, the users are going there and they're just thumbing through and they're flipping through, as you say, standing in line, waiting for coffee, waiting at red light, whatever. Just anytime they have a few moments, they're surfing through that news feed. So the more you can be an effective producer of content and on Facebook, what that looks like is short and succinct, shorter is better. I've seen studies that say 160 characters or less. So it's just just over the length of a tweet, Hmm. short and succinct. Definitely you make use of photos and ask questions, short and sweet questions and be, you know, humorous at times if that would be part of the brand or the culture of your business and and entertaining and definitely include calls to action even if the call to action is just click like if you agree um, or add your comment below or you know let us know what you think or click here to you know get people to go through to the website now one other thing which I want to make sure we mention is for local businesses. Yeah, local I was going to ask about that. Go right? Ahead. Right, so from a mobile standpoint, for the longest time we've had what are called check-in deals. So people could set up a check-in deal, but more importantly what seems to be really popular is these these things called offers and offers are only available if you have a place page. But even if you don't have a place page and you can't set up an offer, which are totally free and people can one-click claim them in the news feed. I think they're amazing. I wish they'd roll them out to all pages. But what you could do at minimum, if you don't have the offers or check-in deals, periodically post um, a status update. It just says something like, are you reading this on your mobile phone? Come in today for a free latte, you know? Gotcha. And people are out and about and they read that. What about encouraging people to check in when they're at your restaurant or at your coffee shop? Doesn't that kind of help also? 100% agree. And, you know, this is really, I'm on a mission. I'm on a crusade to educate businesses and corporations to have every one of their staff know all the ins and outs of what they're doing on social media is when people walk into a physical location and the you know somebody's standing there with their smartphone, they'd be like, oh, you check in, you'll check in on Facebook or did you know that we have this deal? I mean, yeah, why not give them a coupon on the spot if they check yeah. in, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is just free marketing standing right there in front of you. Or better yet, <laughs> encourage them to take a photograph of something, um, you know, uh, and, and post it up on Facebook. Um, you know, like maybe it's uh, something along the lines of what Ramon de Leon does at Domino's where they've got a wall and they encourage people to, you know, take pictures and share it on the social network. I mean, I mean these are simple things, but I think they could go a long way and probably help get a lot of people excited to get into your venue, you know, when they see all their friends are there. Definitely. Definitely. I totally agree. Yeah. I think Soup Plantation did something fun like that one time. They had you, you made a face out of your salad ingredients on your plate, yep. take a picture of it and load it up to the Facebook fan page. Absolutely. <laughs> fun and simple things like that. I love those guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's transition a little bit. Since Facebook has gone public, Mm-hmm. And they've recently, uh, in the last couple of weeks, announced their first quarter. So we know that Facebook is is now accountable to the shareholders and, and is definitely about making money. Mm-hmm. And it seems as if there's been a lot of changes with Facebook that are essentially driving people to pay to play. And some of these changes include things like promoted posts and, you know, people finding it more difficult to get into the news feed. Um, What are your thoughts about what are your thoughts about promoted posts, about Facebook hanging out this? If you want to show up in the news feed, you got to pay for it, carrot for page owners. What are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, if we kind of wind the clock back about five years, this day was probably coming because. You know, edge rank is that algorithm that all content passes through, whether it's from a a personal profile or a fan page, that content passes through the edge rank filter. And Facebook essentially decides what content every single one of their 950 million people are going to see, you know, and so everybody's newsfeed is different. It makes sense to me. I got to admit, even as a marketer, but as a user, as a consumer as well, it makes sense. I don't want to see every single item that goes by on my newsfeed. I quite like the curated version, but I want to have more control and curate, which is why I use things like interestless and friendless. Right. But ultimately, Facebook are saying now, look, we're only going to display on average um, your content to an average of 16% of your fans. And they absolutely are saying, well, you know, if you want more, we've got all kinds of tools for you. You've got ads, you've got sponsored stories, you've got promoted posts for more enterprise level. They've got things like Reach Generator, which apparently guarantees up to, you know, 75%. Those are all wonderful tools and they're great. And, um, you know, I experimented myself on my own page with promoted posts and wasn't terribly impressed. However, I'm I'm blessed to have a significant organic reach. Right. And you got to just kind of do a little bit of split testing and allocate a budget and see, okay, what's going to work well for me? A sponsor story, which just is a post you've made on your fan page and you turn it into an ad. Whereas a promoted post, the nice thing about that is again, back to the mobile peeps, the mobile users will see a promoted post because that's just promoting ah. it going it's it, it's you know just giving it more visibility in the newsfeed gotcha. which is what people look at on their mobile but i think it's fair for facebook to be doing this you know pay to play model and like they now have a fiduciary duty to make money for the shareholders as you say but i think they could probably do it you know just there could be just so many more other avenues for facebook to to generate revenue and i think a lot of people feel frustrated especially if they've paid they've bought ads to 
get the likes, to get the fans, right? And right. then Facebook will go, oh, well, now you're going to have to pay again for us to show your content to those people that you just bought to like your page. <laughs> so it's just very frustrating for a lot of people. But yeah. there are some really creative ways out uh, around this. I, I recommend everybody should study fan pages like George Takei because, you know, he manages to get Can an engagement. Can you spell engagement. that, by the way, the last name? Yeah, George T-A-K-E-I. Okay. He's... um. Yeah, an actor and uh, just a wonderful person, and he just posts all kinds of really amazing stuff. And he has a, just a phenomenal, phenomenal following. And uh, as a result, he has this ridiculously high engagement rate. Um, and he's humorous, and people just love him. So, uh, you know who else I was looking at recently that does well is uh, the Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Doll- Shave Club. Dollar Shave. Okay. Yeah, and their engagement now. What's What's really exciting about companies like that, they're kind of a young company and you basically you pay a monthly fee and you get your razors in the mail. It's creative, brilliant, great marketing. They use a lot of humor. But if you watch their Facebook fan page, they're highly, highly engaged with their fans. So, you know, pay to play is one thing, but you could take that same money you're going to buy ads with and you could you could have – you know, um, community managers and moderators and people who are engaging because that's ultimately, I believe, what people on Facebook want. They want to know there's a real human being behind the brand and that they ask a question, they're going to get a prompt response and they're going to get people engaging with them uh, from the company. Mari, I, I just have to represent um, a little bit about some of the frustration that I personally faced when I first saw the promoted post. I mean, to be honest, I was a little bit repulsed. Um, because the way I look at this is part of the reason why Facebook is as successful as it is, is because brands all over the world paid an enormous amount of money, not necessarily to Facebook, but oftentimes to Facebook using ads to grow their fan base. Um, and now they're being told by Facebook, Hey, um, you want to get in front of these people? that many of them became fans as a result of your ads, well, pay us more and we'll get you in front of them. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see the frustration. And you, for example, Mari, have spent years to build up your fan base mm-hmm. and have put an enormous amount of investment into building your fan base. And now essentially Facebook is telling you, hey, no matter how creative you are, no matter what you do, it seems like 16% is about the most without you giving us a little bit of money. So I'm just expressing a thought that I know a lot of other people are thinking and maybe aren't, you know, coming out and saying, um, hey, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of strange and it's kind of not so cool that um, now next to every single one of our posts, we're given this opportunity to pay hundreds of dollars to guarantee that that post gets in front of, a, of an audience. I'm just curious. Am I alone in my opinion? Have you heard others express concern about this? No, I, I think it's prolific. I think that the vast majority of, uh, certainly of small to medium-sized business owners are, are frustrated. In fact, I've spoken to large corporations and uh, and they're out often at, at a, a disadvantage, a significant disadvantage. Um, uh, one of my clients called it the large denominator problem because if you have a fan page with 50 million fans and it's been around for a long time, many years, like four or five years ago, people have long forgotten that they liked a page. And because of the way Facebook works, if they're, you know, that person isn't interacting with the page regularly, they will never see the content. Right. So it's like, okay, now you got to pay, but then it's like, 
not necessarily any guarantees. I actually think that the system is still a little bit buggy. It's not like, you know, I've been looking at my numbers and I, in, in, order, in order to reach more people than I do organically, it's going to cost, you know, a minimum of $300 a post. Yeah, that and can I get post really pricey. once a day. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm just not going to spend that money. Is it hard to yeah, really? Yeah, they want like five hundred dollars a post for us. And, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how they calculate. And in the beginning, the numbers were a hundred percent of our fan base, which I knew was impossible for them to guarantee mm-hmm. because not everybody logs into Facebook. And then they moved that number down to seventy percent. So obviously, Facebook is. And by the way, I should acknowledge that there are some really good reasons to use a promoted post. And let's just talk about that for a second. Let's say you've got a cool free webinar coming up, and I've seen this with some of our colleagues. Um, what a great way to maybe grow an opt-in list, you know? So um, it does provide an opportunity. I'm just curious, um, have you heard of any success stories of people using promoted posts? Yeah, you know, I ask my audience from time to time, and I and I have seen uh, a few of them actually state, you know, it really made a difference. I was able to double my reach, and I was actually able to, you know, get get more people to actually engage, and people that long forgotten about the page, and just things like that. So I think, like I say, it's worth experimenting with. Here's the thing: I would say if if a page has uh, a relatively low number of fans, and or has somewhat plateaued, maybe you have, you know. Um, 20,000 fans or 10,000 fans, but a really low engagement rate. And the engagement rate is just looking at the people talking about if that's less, you know, 2%, believe it or not, is average. If you if you have anything less than 2%, you might want to play with the promoted posts once or twice and really get a feel for if that's going to be uh, advantageous. I, I think it's worthy. It's a worthy, worthy experiment. Like I say, you're going to reach those mobile users, which, which can be a fantastic advantage. Well, Mari... Um, I just want to say thank you. And I want to say to everyone listening, if you can't tell, Mari really is the preeminent expert in the world on Facebook marketing. And um, she studies this stuff like nobody else. And there's a reason I call her the queen of Facebook, because she truly is the master. So Mari, if people want to learn more about you, where would you send them? I would send them to marismith.com as well as facebook.com slash marismith. Mari, thank you so much for being my guest today. My pleasure, Mike. Take care. Well, folks, that brings us to the end of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. Be sure to go ahead and check out Mari Smith's website. She's got some really spectacular content. And don't forget about the Secure WP and WSD Security WordPress plugins if you want to Make sure your WordPress is totally secure. Now, if you like what you've heard in today's podcast, would you do me a huge favor? Would you head over to iTunes right now and give us a five-star rating and write a review talking about why you love the Social Media Marketing Podcast? And also, please be sure to download the podcast app and subscribe to regular updates. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.